0: Let Motorsportsland
1: help you get
0: away. Motorsportsland, 4001 South State.
2: Every day on the big show, Gordon and Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. (laughs)
3: Oh, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, what's going What's what's Big show, Gordon Monson, jake Scott, 975, and 1280 the zone. Time for a little what's going on. Uh right here. Let's start with DJ and PK. Gordon, you ready to go?
4: Yeah, let's uh, let's hear what they said.
3: It is Thursday, and of course that means Joe Ingles jumps on with DJ and PK for the Joe Ingles Show, and he breaks down the game last night.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think Rudy or Donovan said it before the game. I mean, any team that has LeBron on it, regardless of who's around him, has a has a good chance to win um, at some point or any point of the year. So, um, well, we obviously we realized um, and were quite aware that they didn't have their full team, but. Um, uh, I feel like a part of this year is, is going to be that. We'll, what's going to happen to us at times It's going to happen to other teams. There's going to be guys in and out. Um, that's out of our control. Uh, obviously, what we can control is is the way we want to play and the way we want to um, kind of go out there on, on each end of the floor, regardless of who we're playing um, and, and who's in and who's out. And that's the same for, for us as well. if um, I was out for those few games. I feel like we we played the same way. We lost Donovan and we, we still played the same way. So, um, yeah, we, we realized that. Um, obviously, they went a bit deeper into their probably bench than than they would normally um, if, if all healthy. And, I mean, you can't kind of deny the fact that they were, were short and all-star and uh, whatever he's all first team, I'm sure, at some point or whatever he's done in his career. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we obviously play who's in front of us. And, and I think, like I said, like with LeBron out there, regardless of who's around him, he, he can make everybody look really, really good. Um, and I think we did a good job of, of making it tough on him. And um, if he gets going and, and getting guys involved and they're feeling good, like I said, they can, they can still play with anyone. So um, we didn't come home and pop champagne and act like we... It was, a, it was another game. We, we got a win. Um, like, like you said, we'll, we'll look at film and um, kind of go through things we can do better and, and things that worked well and, um, and get ready for Miami now.
1: So you only played 22 minutes, and obviously given the context of the game, there was no reason for you to play big minutes. Is that a conscious decision by the coaches maybe, since we don't
2: need to extend you with a lot of minutes to maybe not have you play as much? I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I don't think... I mean, I'm not getting any younger, um, and I think this is probably the first year of my career that I've... Yeah, well, I won't even know how to say it, but, like, being a bit smarter with the the rest and the, the playing and obviously missing those games, and um, I've, I've always kind of... A part of the resting and missing games and... and Stuff like that. I've always, uh, like I've said, and you guys know, I've, if if I'm healthy, I'm going to play. And um, there's definitely been games that I, I've probably been more tired, and, and maybe that's a game that I could have sat out. And the flip side of that is, I I think in my head, if I miss a game, it's going to kill my rhythm for the next game and stuff like that. So um, being kind of being forced, I guess, to miss those three or four games earlier in the year, I think it just gave me a bit more of a, a brighter outlook that if I do need a, to play less minutes or sit a game or whatever the situation is, um, it's not the end of the world. Um, again, I'm not just going to sit for, for the sake of sitting just because, but if there's a, a, a plan in place and, and like last night, like I, I mean, I wasn't, it's not like I was running out there hot either. So Quinn wasn't desperate to pull me back in anyway, but um We've got guys that step up, guys that play well on different nights. Sometimes it's all of us. Sometimes it's a few of us. Um, I don't think I personally was playing that well anyway. Um, So, yeah, it's kind of write it off. Um, For me, I'll look at a few things and get back in the gym and and obviously get ready, like I said, get ready for Miami now. But, um, yeah, it doesn't... I'm not begging to get back in there and and try and keep my minutes up or get my points average or whatever I'm um, whatever the the idea of other people on the outside thinks. Uh, we won and we got a good win and we were able to get a bit of rest at the end.
3: There you go, Joe Ingles. Uh, on with DJ and PK, of course, every Thursday the Joe Ingles Show. Gordon, your thoughts?
2: His
4: attitude is exactly why the Jazz are doing as well as they are. You How know? so? Because he doesn't care about stats. He I, mean, the, I, I get the same impression no matter who you talk to. There might be some of the younger guys who are trying to, you know, get an opportunity who might want to, you know, up the, uh, the the numbers a little bit. But the main parts of this team, you think Donovan Mitchell cares whether he scores twenty two points or scores twenty nine? Doesn't care about that. Rudy Gobert, we talked about this last year when he wanted the ball more. There's been no indication of that with him. And those two guys got paid, I understand it. But this is an attitude thing, and it's very healthy.
3: You know, this is just speculation, of course, but I I think a lot of that team attitude does, in fact, come from Joe Ingles in a weird way, Gordon, and and if this is complete hogwash, let me know. But uh, Joe has always been unselfish to a fault. It's just the way he plays. In fact, if you listen to the Joe Ingles show, he talks about it a lot. Um, And when Donovan got to this team, Gordon, of course, there was Rudy from the old guard, but there was also Joe. And I think he bridges the gap a little bit. You know, He he's set certain expectations. And since he's been here a long time, I mean, you know, Donovan and Rudy are the leaders. But I think Joe has a lot to do with the culture and the way that he plays and that he has that attitude that you're referring to. I think he holds his teammates to a similar standard.
4: Do you think there is any jealousy when Jordan Clarkson comes into the game and he just starts launching shots? Not one bit. Not one bit because they know that he's helping them win. I That that seems so obvious. Why doesn't everybody think that way? Well, they don't.
3: uh, Because humans are flawed. And, you know, not everybody gets along, and everybody has different motivations. I mean, you you know, Gordon, uh, I know we live, I say we, you live in the 100-acre wood where everybody just wants to win the title all the time, and that's their priority. But, why, like, why hasn't Bradley Beal uh, tried to get out of, of the Wizards, you know, out of Washington? Because he stands to make like 25% more if he stays there. So well, obviously I, I, winning isn't the number one thing to that guy. I mean, just different people have different priorities. And this particular mix of jazz players, where they where they currently stand in their careers, uh, they've all really bought into this unselfishness because that's who they are and because they can.
4: Well, first thing is I don't live in the 100-acre wood. I don't believe that everybody wants to win. I and, and I think in a lot of cases guys early on want to secure their finances first and once they do it's easier for them to focus on on things like what we're talking about now but uh, and some people never get to that point they're always about themselves and about uh, what what the uh, money 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 and so I, I get it but that's why this team stands out to me so much is because nobody seems to really get into that stuff and it's it's genuine sincere and it's reflected in the results.
3: It is reflected in the results and, you know, NBA players are interesting. What do you, what do you think about somebody like Jeremy Grant who probably could have gotten paid, you know, a pretty good sum if he stayed in Denver, maybe not as much as he got in Detroit, but he would have been doing fine. Would have been on a a playoff team in the Western conference, upper echelon playoff team in the Western conference. But part of the reason he went to to Detroit is because he wanted to be the guy. And now he is the guy and having a great year, but he's on a really bad team. But there's a dude who thought, hey, I can up my status as a player by going to a team where I have a more featured role.
4: But I think also players like that believe that they can build a winner and play an a, a, a important role. They, that's, that's the way they think. So I don't think it's all... In some cases, it might be, but it's it's not always all about the money. I think a lot of these guys think, "I'll lead us there." Come on.
3: But do you look down? I guess what I'm asking is, do you look down on Jeremy Grant for doing something like that?
4: No, because it might be noble if he thinks that he can. He there's a better way, and he can lead that way. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's necessarily anything to look down at.
3: But right now, he's the number one guy on the second worst team in the league.
4: Right, but that. Is that his fault?
3: <laughs> well, I don't know. That's But that that's what I'm saying is sometimes these things get a little bit complex, and you never know what players are looking for. Uh, and oftentimes it's about the money, and even with Jeremy Grant, it's probably about the money. It's probably about his next contract uh, that he's he's really playing for. But this particular Jazz team seems to be pulling all in the same direction. I just think that's that's probably more rare than you would think.
4: Well, I think it is rare, and that's the point. Uh, so enjoy it because it, it's not I'm, I'm not saying it's completely rare, but it, it is uncommon if there's a difference between those two, you know, classifications. Uh, and, and it's really fun to watch because nobody, 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 none of the front line players are concerned about whether they're going to get theirs. And so what happens? Everybody benefits.
3: All right, uh, let's move on to Hans and Scotty. They had our guy Jay Drew from the Desert News on. Jay Hill. I don't know why I heard you say Jay Drew in my ear, Austin. Austin goes, hey, it's a cut from Jay Drew. I heard, I heard. No, you probably said Jay Hill.
5: That's why when you asked football, I was, I was so confused. Like, of course Jay Hill's talking football. I did. Huh? I
3: asked, is, is, is Jay on to break down BYU hoops or, or uh, football there, Austin? So I can see why you would be confused because last I, I checked, last I checked, Jay Hill does not coach basketball. Gordon, confirm. I, I confirm with you on this. No, Jay I, Hill, I football coach, does. right? Okay. So, so this will I'm, be
5: a cut of somebody named Jay talking about sports.
3: Talking about maybe an upcoming <laughs> game against Idaho State.
1: Here you Possibly. go. All right. Well, this has been the best we've been since the start of the pandemic. Knock on, you know, knock on wood, obviously, but um, very few cases. I think the vaccines that are out there now and just the fact that a lot of people have already had uh, the virus is helping with this. And so we've we've had very, very few cases in the last six weeks and uh, the team continues to roll forward and we're just hoping that will continue.
6: Where are you at as far as practice, Coach? How are you feeling about your team, um, your roster, uh, the the guys' preparation, their commitment, their level of focus? Just in in terms of getting ready for this season to kick off, where are you at and how are you feeling about this group?
1: Well, that's an interesting question. I was actually talking to my wife, Sarah, last night about it. It It feels so different because normally in a fall camp, you can come in for a month and focus on football only, and it's not been that way this semester because these guys are in, you know, at least 12, 12 units. And school is such a heavier load than we're used to, say, when we're in August camp. And uh, football camp in August is from morning till night. And now you're, you're looking at, you know, two or three hours a day. And so the ability to get out there and have as many walkthroughs as we normally would have had or as many – um, just hard physical grinder practices. It's it's just not been as feasible. You know, having said that, I don't think we're far off of where we would have been um, for a normal fall camp, but it's definitely had its challenges to do it this way.
0: This, uh, and you talked about this, this team has the potential of being the best team you've had there at Weber State. Uh, and even though it's in spring and even though it's a six-game schedule, does this team feel like they're embracing – uh, the the special year that this team could uh, possibly have.
1: No, I think so. You know, I'm looking out my window of my office right now, and I see two of our best players out there um, on the jugs machine and catching balls, and they're two of our best guys. And uh, I think that they feel they have a sense of what this team can be. Uh, you know, we're gonna have to stay healthy, and I've said that all along. And we're gonna have to, you know, battle the COVID situation the right way, which we have to this point, and. Um, but I think this team's got not, – not got a chance. I think this team is special.
6: So, Coach, kind of walk us through this. It, you've got the six-game schedule, correct? You've got a six-game reg, regular schedule, and then you'll start right into postseason play after that six-game regular schedule. Kind of walk us through what the season f- formatically will look like.
1: Yep. So we play three games starting Saturday, and we'll play three straight games, and then we have a bye – and that bye is really in there in case something gets canceled along the way that that bye weeks in there for a makeup week and then we play three more games on the schedule and then we have another bye in case another game needs to get rescheduled okay so it's an 8 week season you play 6 of those 8 weeks after that we go to the playoffs in mid april and for mid april there's up to 4 playoff games that you could play to win the national championship and that will be held on may 16th
6: so you got to win four to get there.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll bet you're going to have to win five of the six at least. You might have to go undefeated okay, to okay. get into the playoffs. And I'm just saying to get to the playoffs. And then after that, the way it's set right now is the 16-team playoff. You're going to have to win four games to win the championship. Okay.
3: All right, there you go. Jay Hill going to get started with Idaho State coming up this weekend. Uh and, man, has, has he just done an unbelievable job there at Weaver State. It, it really is amazing. And for him to think that this is a, a special team amongst the teams that he's had there, then, man, the sky's the limit for them.
4: Chomping at the bit, man. <laughs> he's got to be so eager to get this team on the field, considering the talent that is there. Uh, it, 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 I think you're right, Austin. I think this is going to be a fun team to watch. And uh, there are obviously – Focusing on the jazz a lot, but, you know, there's a lot of people who love football, and this might be an opportunity for Weber State to showcase itself uh, under this really unique situation. And, uh, yeah, when I hear him talk, I hear a coach that can't wait to get out there. Now, he talked about the difficulties and all the challenges that have come along with it, and all that's true, but I think he knows what he has.
3: I can't imagine those players and coaches sitting there all fall. I know. I know. All fall long. Looking uh, you know, looking up the road like boy did you see the Aggie game over the weekend? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> imagine it. Hey Jay, did you see the Utes play last weekend? Yeah, I did. Saw it. Shouldn't have seen it because I should have been coaching my own game. But, yeah, there I was uh, on the lazy boy watching it happen thinking, boy, good for them. It's funny you say all this, Jake,
5: because uh, Jay Hill joins Hanson Scotty once a week during the season. Uh Uh-huh. And at the first of the season, it, he was still joining them because yeah, he wasn't was. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Weber State was kind of up in the air, and that's exactly how those first couple conversations went with him was, okay, uh, break down the BYU game for yeah. us. And you, he would hear a heavy sigh. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, they got to play, didn't they? And yeah. uh,
3: they played a game, and I watched <laughs> it. Yeah. So uh, they said,
5: let's do this in the spring.
3: No, I, I honestly am excited for those players. I mean, it did. It, we're making the jokes, but uh, it it probably didn't feel all that good to have to keep up with all the work that goes into staying prepared for a football season, let alone one during the during a pandemic. And to finally have um, some payoff to that, I'm sure feels pretty good to those players. So, so
4: let me ask you a question. Do you think that they are as excited about playing the spring season as they would have been had they played in the fall? Because the the the, other, the flip side to this is that there were a lot of concerns in the fall and, and and like jay was talking about it it seems as though we're kind of heading in a in a better direction and maybe those guys can go out and just you know think about football and football more than they would have had they played in the fall all right I well don't
3: know. Well, I don't know either. I think they're probably just excited to play. I think they would have been excited in the fall. I think they're probably pretty excited now. I'm not sure what the answer to that question is.
4: It's a weird feeling, though, for them. It's like, uh, you know, isn't this when the USFL used to play?
5: They'll play in the fall. They'll play at the mall. They'll play it down the hall. They'll play uh, what else runs with that They'll uh, play they'll- with the ball. <laughs> Anywhere they will. Even if they're tall? Even if you're tall or small, they'll play oh, you in well, the fall at the mall down the hall with a ball.
4: Or your name is Paul?
5: Nope, that's where I draw the line. Coming up next.
4: Uh, just call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go.
5: <goal>. See y'all.
3: <laughs> Did I mention Sam is going to be on the show at four? Unless he just heard this. Tim Lacombe <laughs> at five. That should be fun. Oh, fun. 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 Stay tuned. More big show next, 975 and 1280 of the zone.
2: Mojo. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network.
0: But I want to circle back to the Jazz quickly because, Brandon, I think we agree on this. Everyone's going to be on television this week Giving the Jazz their flowers and good for them. And they deserve them because they've earned it. I'm very curious to see if anyone actually is going to back that up with and I think they can win the title because I don't think anybody does. I think that everyone that's going to be like, good for the Jazz, we're so happy for you. Quinn Snyder, Donovan Mitchell put respect on his name. The Stifle Tower. Do you see Jordan Clarkson with the ultimate green light? I think all of them are like, and here are six teams I would pick over them to win the title. And I really think it is six teams that people are going to have more confidence in going into the playoffs. So I do think Brandon... Brandon, both LA teams. Just two. Both LA no, teams. No, no, no,
6: no, no. That's it. That's it. That's it. Done. Your list is done. That's no, it.
0: No, and That's the East. It. And Dang the it. East. We got to go to the East. Oh, I'm oh talking the east, about the winner title. League. Oh, to win a and, title. Yeah. Oh, okay, to win okay, the okay, title. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. So now we can get to at least yes, five okay. and probably six, and in a couple weeks, seven. So good <laughs> for the Jazz. It's, it's adorable. <laughs> You're playing great. No one thinks you can win a championship. <laughs> Zero people believe that, Jim. How
3: about that? Adorable! Welcome on back. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. That was Nick Wright from FS1. What's that? What's that uh, show called?
5: I hadn't heard of him or the show before today. So it's their
3: morning show on FS1. It's get up. The, no, that's ESPN. Uh, uh, good morning, FS1. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, But anyway, he's on FS1 on the morning show. And, you know, if if you're not familiar with his work, he's got a radio background. Uh, He's been doing uh, First Things. uh, First Things. What? First Things First is what it's uh, called. uh, First Things First. First Things First is what it's called.
5: By the way, I always thought First Things First was apostrophe S on the thing. But it's not? First Thing
3: is first. That's not how they spell it. Well, they're wrong. Okay. I don't know. If Gordon were here, he could correct us. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> had that to say about the Utah jazz and, and you know what? He's right to a certain extent about the condescension that's going to come from a lot of other national voices, right? Like, cause the jazz are talked about as this cute little team that, that is playing well and they're constantly compared to the Atlanta Hawks of a few years ago. I mean, and on and on and on, we all hear it, right? Here's what, here's what I don't really understand is it's, it's one thing to say, uh, well, uh, you know, they're going to flame out. Or, well, hold on, let me put it this way. Why did they never talk that way about the Bucks over the past couple of years? Why did they never talk that way about the Philadelphia 76ers? And by the way, might I add, all teams that the Jazz have rolled through over the last two weeks, roll. Um, but I never heard that, even when Giannis and the Bucks were emerging. What was that, like two years ago? Was was the well? We'll see what they can do in the playoffs. Was it? Oh, they're on a cute little run, and let's watch them flame out. It was never like that. It was like, oh, give them their flowers. It was the the are gonna or the Bucks are gonna be tough to beat. You know, boy, I don't know how they're gonna get past the Bucks. Even last year, going into the bubble, it was the Bucks all the way, and who's gonna be able to beat the Bucks? Yeah. Why? Why? Why were the Bucks never talked about like that? Were the like that? Like that, were
5: the uh, the Atlanta Hawks like that the, they keep getting compared to, talked about? Like
3: they that. got five All Stars. Like that? the whole starting lineup made the All Star team. Like Coach Bud was the second coming. And
5: then he went to Milwaukee and was the second second coming. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean i I don't know. I I don't understand. Part of it is I do believe that the Jazz are easy to drag. They're easy to criticize. They're easy to to crap on because uh, the market's not very big. the 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 Jazz are not necessarily a hugely popular franchise, and people get away with saying stuff about this community. They do because we're we've got a weird, unique reputation. So nobody minds piling on the Jazz. I, I there's something to that. I really believe it. Do you
5: think adorable should be the new nightlife hashtag? Because it, it reminded me of that. It.
3: Totally reminds me of that. I think you're right on the money. Like it's easy to, oh, nightlife, or you go live in Utah, or all this other stuff that we're just, that is easy to say. And I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't put much stock into what Nick Wright has to say, certainly. He's, he's in the, you know, the hot take mode of, of broadcasting. That I mean, means he
5: did his job today.
3: Right. He did. Yeah. We're talking about it. Jazz fans are tweeting about it. And you know what? If the Jazz win the title, he's not going to admit it's wrong. You'll come up with the Lakers lost it or the Clippers. Gordon rejoins us now.
4: Sorry, I had a phone call. I had to take. Um, yeah, I I agree with everything you guys are saying. It's it it. I mean, I I don't understand it. I understand it from a standpoint of stirring up talk and whatnot. But as far as if you really believe that that that's what the Jazz are, then then I'm not sure that you're fully seeing uh, what's happening you know because I think it is legitimate I mean whether it'll work in the playoffs I don't know and until the Jazz actually do it in the playoffs then, then maybe that will cancel out these kinds of uh, do you, do you, I know did you, I know you didn't Would hear you? me Gordon
3: but, but why why do does everybody say that about the Jazz why did nobody say that about Milwaukee two years ago why does nobody say that about Philadelphia why does nobody say that about Boston how many? How many Jason Tatum led teams have gone to the NBA Finals? Right. But yet everybody can't shut up about him. Yeah. Why? I, why is that standard held to the Jazz when it's not held to the rest of the league?
4: Do you think it's the style of play?
3: I think it's the team. I, th- I you yeah. missed this part too. I think it's easy. It's easy to drag the Jazz. It's easy to say those things about the Jazz. They're an easy target. They're a small market, they're in a community that's somewhat isolated and everybody thinks it's kind of weird, so nobody's going to get up in arms if you go out there and crap on them. It's the same thing like with the nightlife thing. Like Austin made that comparison, he's right on the money. You're not saying that crap about any other any other market. But it's easy to do that about the jazz because you get away with it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going all the way to where you are. Um, Why do we hear never, that about the Nuggets? They but, haven't done but, jack. Everybody's just uh, saying, "Oh, how are the Nuggets and Nikola Jokic is my, What a special player!"
4: Uh, you you ask good questions, and I'm not sure I have the answer, uh, but I'm I'm I, I think it's more related to what the what the way it's gone in the postseason. You know, I, I, the fact that the Jazz haven't gotten past the second round in a long time. Uh, and usually have been ousted in the first. Uh, the, I don't think people will say this if the Jazz go to the NBA finals this year. I, I don't think you'll hear this much for the next few years. But the proof is there. You have to show people that it's legitimate. And whether it has anything to do with our region, with a city, with a state, uh, with that it's an easy target to ridicule, I I don't know, Jake. There might be some people that do that, but I, 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 I...
3: Why isn't Nick Wright saying that about the Bucks two years ago with Giannis And Had done nothing, but yet they're the top seed in the East, and even our NBA Daily Assist well, guys are going, oh, wow, I don't know how anybody's going to be able to beat the Bucks. Nobody ever said, yeah, but we've never seen them do it in the playoffs. Yeah, but they... they well, they made fun of them when they lost in the playoffs. Made Remember fun they, of the they, Bucks?
4: They, yeah, they dyed the river green, and and people were laughing at them because they went out and lost.
3: But yet, last year, everybody was still picking the Bucks to win the East.
4: Yeah, you might be right, Jake. I mean, I I think that might be true in some cases. I mean,
3: Nick Wright it, it, said said just now. Nick Wright said that the Bucks and three other teams in the Eastern Conference were better than the Jazz. Oh,
4: <laughs> that's. Uh, do you think that he's a good basketball mind?
3: Uh, well, I'm not entirely familiar with all of his work, but I th- I think he's a morning TV sports generator reaction guy, which is yeah. 100% his job. And to Austin's point, we're talking about it, so I guess he did it. But Why for- would
4: that be anybody's job? I mean, wouldn't you want to say what you really feel as opposed to just trying to to – gain attention by saying bombastic things he might feel that way you've though.
3: watched cable television before yeah. right
4: yeah i, I just that's, <laughs> i mean that's I've what been, they do look, i've been accused of that before and it's not true i mean it's worse than people think i actually believe what i say uh so it's uh, but i don't understand people who just do that just to do it that, that seems like an empty pursuit But uh, I think he's wrong about what he's he's saying about the Jazz. But the Jazz have to prove it. They have to shut those people up.
3: Well, I'm just saying that other franchises are afforded a greater luxury. And that might be true. And certainly some of them are. And what are but, you? They're but, calling but the Jazz been, adorable. I mean, like we yeah. never heard that about the Bucks. Year uh, over the last couple of years, we never heard that they, about they, the those, about the Philadelphia 76ers. You never hear it about any of those teams. Those teams. You never are hear crazy. it about Portland. We're not hearing how adorable Phoenix is. You don't hear that about those other franchises.
4: Well, they're not good enough to be adorable. <laughs> Look at it that way. All right, we've got you a know, market. He has, I mean, he has to come up with something because the Jazz have the best record by far in the NBA. And so he can't ignore them anymore. And so he has to say something. So he's going to say something like that. I think other teams are ridiculed. Uh, we, we just don't hear them as clearly because they're, we're, we're, they're in a different market, you know. But but I'm not denying what you're saying. I I think there is some truth to it. I hope it usually doesn't come from smart basketball people. Though.
3: Uh, I want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision, giving you 1,000 reasons to get rid of those contacts or glasses. That's $1,000 off LASIK during the month of February. Start your road to vision at davisvisionmd.com or call today 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. CMA, make it 4. Tim, look at 5. Stay tuned, seven five and
0: 1280 The Zone. <laughs> Number one.
3: Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 975 and 1280 the zone. Time for a Tri-Day Trading Market Update brought to you by Tridaytrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit tridaytrading.com. How'd the markets do today, Gordo?
4: Oh, Jake, it wasn't it wasn't a stellar day. It was not. I'm sorry to report, but the Dow was off 1.75%.
6: Ew,
4: that's kind of gross down nearly 560 points the nasdaq was off 3.52 percent
3: upside down smiley face uh
4: 478 points down and the s p off 2.45 percent down 96 points It sucks. I don't like it.
3: Your delivery is so, like, uh, uh, you know, it's good verbal communication by you because you can tell how much it hurts with each number you, you read there.
4: Well, <laughs> I haven't looked specifically, but uh, those numbers are not good news for investors. Uh, so yesterday was a good day. Today, a bad day. Better,
5: better switch from hundreds in the furnace to 50s. Yeah, to 50s, seriously. Just, just in case.
3: Maybe get the the Porsche up on ksl.com.
4: It's It's pronounced pronounced. Porsche. Boy, if I sold my wife's car out from under, how would she feel about that? I only have one (laughs) Porsche.
3: Well, I mean, by your gift rationale, isn't it really your car?
4: Uh, Well, it was a gift for me to her. It it quite literally was a gift. Uh, But... She gives so much in return. Really, isn't
5: they, she the gift? That, the, she, she, yeah. is
4: the, she is. She is. She is a daily gift.
5: The fact that you get to go through life with her dealing with you—that's a pretty true. great, pretty great gift.
4: It's true, you know. But the, but the question is, why?
5: I don't know. <laughs> she had her vision checked. Her hearing.
4: I was a catch back in the day. Come on, knock it off.
5: You I were caught. Were I, still,
4: I was still me
5: <laughs> you were a catch as in the way you catch a cold or
4: uh, i was a catch like uh, an oyster cracker or maybe like a sea robin or something like that sea robin is the single ugliest fish i've ever seen it's i uh, used to catch oh, no. them and uh, the sea robin it is a fish that has six legs and wings and it looks like half crab, half fish. Why really would ugly.
3: anybody possibly care about this?
4: And the oyster cracker, boy, you had to be careful with those because that was a trash fish that uh, if it grabbed a hold of your fist, it could crush it. That's why they called it oyster crackers. Well, come on.
5: Some of our listeners like fishing.
3: Yeah, fishing. The Like the act of fishing.
5: I heard George Neing and Hans are going to go fishing oh, in I the offseason. That too. Yeah.
3: I think they're going like now. They're going ice fishing. That's what they said.
5: Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, not now. They're in Miami. But.
3: Maybe the all-star break.
5: <laughs> it's going to be tough <laughs> it's to go spend ice all Star break with
3: <laughs> Spend all-star break with Hans at Strawberry. I, I think that was their plan. Oh, wow. But, I mean, hearing somebody talk about garbage fish and actually fishing, you know, are two different things.
4: What do you mean? I, I, I know about this because I, I used to go deep sea fishing all the time, and I caught all kinds of fish. Uh, you know this from clear back the days. You used to listen to, uh, to us talk about factor fishing, right? I mean, this is a uh, this is uh, something that people know. It's <laughs> legitimate too. I mean, I, I used to go fishing all the time.
3: Let me let me let me let me see if I can illustrate this for you, and then we've got to get to see him coming up next. Okay. <clears throat> I really enjoy the game of Monopoly. But if somebody sat down across from me and started breaking down the game of Monopoly they had last night, I'm leaving. I'm standing up. I'm walking out of the room without a word. I'm leaving. Why?
4: If you really like the game, it's
3: like we, we don't
4: play the we don't play basketball, but we talk about basketball. And people like to you know have these things bounce around in their heads. So people who like to fish, we talk about fishing. People like that, because then the ideas bounce around in their head. Not that there are any oyster crackers here in Utah. I mean, it's an ocean fish.
3: Right. So it doesn't even apply to our listeners anyway.
4: <laughs> so I have to talk about
3: rainbow trout? No, just no fish. is fine. <laughs> okay. We can stick to sports.
4: I, I will say that, that was one of my favorite uh, bits we ever did way back in the 90s. I used, we used to do fact or fiction and every time anybody said fiction i said did you say fishing and i would tell a fishing story from all over the globe it's fun yeah, it's
3: almost
5: like Riveting
4: radio
3: <laughs> i tried i just can't care less so sam is coming up next <laughs> sam amick
4: we'll we'll make up for this uh, disaster we will not up with sam.
3: not talk about fishing with sam but basketball that's coming up next <laughs> stay tuned 975 i like Five. fishing and 1280 the zone